Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Going through a fertility journey is hard. It's really challenging mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so the topic I'm addressing today is kind of a hard one because it's about depression, anxiety, and the use of antidepressants uh, while trying to get pregnant or while pregnant. And I certainly don't want to make anybody feel bad, you know, if these are a support for you at the moment. It was more just a question that I get asked a lot by my patients. And, and so I dove into some research to see if antidepressant use had any negative impact on fertility and pregnancy. And so I'm going to go through what I found and, you know, also give you some strategies that are obviously more holistically oriented. Uh, should you, you know, decide you want to tackle the, the feelings and the emotions and the challenges you're having in your, in your mind, body, and spirit. So from what I could find, the use of antidepressants is associated with an increased risk of miscarriage, birth defects, delayed time to pregnancy, and possible long-term post-birth issues in the child. And I know that sounds really bad, so I'm so sorry to lead with that. In a study of 957 women taking antidepressants, they were observed to have a longer path to pregnancy. And that's something that I noticed over the years is that some of my patients taking Lexapro or Wellbutrin, that I felt like they were healthy, young women, you know, attempting to conceive, eating well, doing all the right things, doing acupuncture, and it was still taking a really long time. And so, you know, it made me think about things like, are, is this medication playing a role? Something else that I found, and some of these were smaller studies, mind you, an SSRI use and ovarian reserve were a thing, like meaning that ovarian reserve was affected. And so there was a prospective control trial over a six-month period showing a de- decrease in anti-malarian hormone over that time. So if you are a woman with low ovarian reserve and you're on antidepressants, I wonder if the antidepressant is pushing it down. Birth control pushes AMH down and can make it look like you have really low ovarian reserve. And, you know, if it's suppressed, like, is that affecting, say, an IVF cycle, right? Like, do we want to wait for you to get off, potentially, if it's safe for you to get off, and then, you know, give it some time for your AMH to come back up? Other studies have shown its effects on sperm quality, And then another showed reduction in odds of IVF success with SSRI use. Now, this is, 
again, it's, it's going to, opinions are going to vary. Most doctors agree, like, we'd rather not have you on it while you're trying to get pregnant because it can affect the fetus in utero and, you know, you could have issues with the baby and the child later. But doctors are less convinced at the moment about it affecting egg quality or embryo quality, for example. But when I looked at this, I'm kind of like, if it's, a spe- if it's affecting AMH, it's, if it's affecting sperm quality, then it could possibly affect, you know, IVF success or an embryo. It kind of just makes logical sense. So I think there need to be more studies done. But that's sort of what I deduced from what I was finding. Again, most of the studies highlight the risk to the fetus and the unborn child. I acknowledge that some conditions need to be medicated and that essentially like the risk is too high for you to come off. Like you just are too unstable to, you know, mentally and emotionally to be able to come off and, and conceive and, and hormones affect our mind so much. And so, you know, on top of it, this being like a very torturous journey, you add hormones on top of it and we just like, we lose our shit basically. Like you just start really becoming very unbalanced and the anxiety can get very high or the depression can get so oppressive. And so it's, it's a really hard thing to have this discussion. And, you know, I, again, I was conflicted about this podcast because I don't want anybody to feel bad about, you know, their choice to go forward. However, because I get asked the question, and I've been asked this question enough, like, you know, are the antidepressants affecting fertility? This is why I'm, I'm doing this session. Should you decide that you do not want to continue to have antidepressants while you're going through the fertility journey because of some of the things stated or because you know intuitively that it's maybe not ideal, you want to simplify, don't just pull them out. I really highly recommend a weaning and a plan. Um, So I've helped a lot of people get off their medication. I've even had bipolar patients get off of their medication leading into a pregnancy. But I don't suggest in a stressful time with new things happening and hormones changing that you just like pull out your support and replace it with nothing. You should have a plan in place and be working with support, a therapist, a holistic practitioner like myself, your doctor to help you get through this transitional phase. And if, you know, on the flip side, you're just losing your mind and you feel like you need antidepressants, okay, but have a plan in place for to, for them to be in there to support you for a short time and then to come off them kind of thing. Because I always tell people when they're asking me if they should go on medication, whether it's weight loss medication, antidepressant, you know, hormone replacement therapy, whatever. I get asked a lot of this. I'm like, what's the end game? You know, is it a thing where you go on it just, you know, to kind of stabilize you and then you have a plan to get off? Or is it, it's sort of like you just get on it without any end in sight? Because that's what I usually see. Like most people are going on medications and they're not discussing with their doctor like what this is going to look like later. And what I see happen is that you get on these medications and you get scared to get off and then you're kind of stuck with it, right? So just... Be thinking thoughtfully about, you know, what the plan is uh, for, you know, kind of like what you want this to look like long term, because it's important to have that in mind when you start so that you know how to get off if that's what you want also.
So here are some of my fertility friendly hacks. Because SSRI treatment isn't asking questions like what's the underlying cause. And I and I think it's really important in anything given my background that we look at the underlying cause of what's happening. My book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, is available for purchase now on Amazon, Target, Walmart, in Barnes and Noble, etc. It is a compilation of all of my clinical experience, all my tricks, the research I've done, everything that I've used to help women get pregnant naturally or via IVF. Nutrition, supplements, lifestyle hacks, it's all in there. I hope it helps you. Please share with friends. Let me know if you have any questions. Feel free to DM anytime. All right, so what's the underlying cause of your anxiety or depression? or both. Because SSRI treatment, you know, isn't necessarily taking this into account. You know, Western medicine, as much as I love it and as much as it brings, you know, so much to us, like so many options, it is not generally geared at the underlying cause of things and more, you know, the treatment of the symptoms. And so, and it's also compartmentalized, you know, there's specialists for your nervous system. There are specialists for your gastrointestinal, for your reproductive. So it's what we call a mechanistic model where it's broken down into parts, which, you know, for some reason they're not kind of taking into account how these parts communicate with each other. Whereas a holistic view, we're looking at the whole person and how factors going on with the whole person will affect each system and how they're interacting together. So when it comes to depression and anxiety, here are some of the other physiological things that might be going on. Thyroid issues, for example. I have a patient who she was taking Synthroid and she became incredibly depressed. Like something about the dramatic change in the thyroid hormone really affected her mentally. And then she went off Synthroid and instead went on another thyroid medication and she felt happy and perfectly fine. Similarly, if you're lacking in thyroid hormones, if you have hyperactivity of certain thyroid hormones, you can have um, mental and emotional side effects from that that can seem as if they're existing in your mind, but they're actually a result of the imbalance in your thyroid. Insulin resistance, high insulin levels, high blood sugar levels, low blood sugar levels, this can affect your mental state. You can become anxious, depressed, foggy. Uh, There can be so many things happening mentally and emotionally simply if your blood sugar and insulin are off. Gut issues. The gut-brain connection is a real thing. It's, It's so powerful. It's incredible. So with gut issues, we're looking at, you know, do you have parasites? Do you have candida, which is a yeast overgrowth? Do you have IBS? Are you just eating a bad diet? This can affect your mental health. Chronic inflammation. This can be from lingering viruses that are taking over or exposure to, say, Lyme disease. These kind of things can cause depression just by wreaking havoc on your entire system. Uh, And it can become like chronic depression and chronic anxiety, not just because you have this issue with your energy or this chronic condition, but because they actually affect your neurochemistry. Gut issues, you produce serotonin and happy 
hormones in your gut. So if your gut is off, whether it's from a parasite or whether it's from a virus or whether it's from a bad diet, then that's going to affect your ability to be happy and well-adjusted. Iron deficiency. Iron deficiency is huge, or at least poor absorption of iron, ferritin, low ferritin levels. This leads to a lot of depression and anxiety. I see insomnia. I see depression. I see high anxiety levels, inability to t tolerate stress, for example. And then you have, you know, the more obvious ones that you're going to deal with your therapist, which are things like pure emotional stress, pure and emotional stress from a fertility journey or from other factors in your life. You're, you may have, you know, learned behaviors, belief systems, expectations, things that really, you know, over time get to you and, and weaken your ability to tolerate change, for example. So these are some of the underlying causes for why you might be dealing with depression, anxiety, insomnia, these kind of things. And here are some holistic strategies to improve upon it. Since I talk so much about the gut and inflammation and, you know, insulin resistance, the diet is very important. So a clean diet, an anti-inflammatory diet, one that doesn't have a lot of processed foods, sugar, not a bunch of alcohol, caffeine, like these are all things that are not kind of focused on in this area, but it's quite crazy to not focus on our diet when it most certainly affects our physiology. I've read books by a woman who is a psychiatrist, but also a nutritionist, and it's called Your Brain on Food, one of them. And it goes through how food affects our mind. And so, you know, we could jump to a SSRI or, you know, other another kind of, you know, sort of neurochemical altering medication, or we could start by addressing the basic things in our life. So diet is one. Exercise is another one. It's hard with exercise if you're going through fertility treatment because you don't want to do too much, but getting outside, moving, doing some stairs, um, this is really important. Getting outside in general for the sunlight is also very important. We underestimate these things and how much happiness they can bring to our world. Meditation, super helpful. I love Deepak Chopra's website and all of the free meditation challenges he offers. And there's a bunch of 21-day meditations. His voice is just so lovely, so calming. I highly recommend um, trying Deepak Chopra's meditations. Some people also like Gabrielle Bernstein. She is, uh, or Gabri Gabriella Bernstein, she offers a lot of insight in a self-helpy way. Which brings me to my next recommendation. Self-help books, podcasts. Listen to things that uplift you. Uh, don't go reading the news, listening to the news, listening to all the th bad things in the world. The things that you focus on are the things that you're going to bring to life. I also don't recommend going into fertility chat rooms all the time and spending a lot of time focusing on other people's problems because, again, what we are focusing on, we are bringing to life. Um, try to focus and draw your attention to the things and the places where you want to be, the things that you want to bring to your life and tell yourself that these things are flowing to you with ease rather than telling yourself constantly that you it's so hard and you have to work at it and it's not happening. It's a mindset shift is essentially what I'm saying, which is a decision and a practice. 
I love ashwagandha for depression and anxiety. It has been shown in many studies to help with this. It's really, really wonderful. I love N-acetylcysteine. This is a great uh, supplement for anxiety. Uh, magnesium is really great for improving sleep and mental health. There are certain herbs besides ashwagandha that are great. Ginseng, rhodiola, ilothero. These are really wonderful. Uh, I love uh, a product on the Junk Juice website, junkjuicemagic.com. It's called Supernatural. This is great for depression. And it was formulated specifically for mindset. B-complex is great for low mood. Vitamin D is great for seasonal depression. Omega-3, amazing for neuro health. Focus on DHA. Probiotics, really good for brain fog and mental health. Beef liver extract gives you energy if the source of your anxiety or depression is from low iron. Sometimes getting catered nutrition or herbs that are highly nutritive into our system can be the things to change our physiology enough to change our, our mindset. You know, if you're trying to get pregnant, if you're going through a fertility journey and you are having a tough time, meditate, get outside, eat clean, be with friends, be with loved ones, take herbs under the guidance of somebody who knows about it, try acupuncture. And I'm not at all saying that there's no place for the medication. There absolutely is. I'm simply saying if you want to explore other options whilst you're on this mission for a baby, uh, this is what I've hoped to have provided you in this podcast. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.